got a, a great question here this morning. And uh, actually, I'm going to, George, is okay if I tell on you? And I share? Yeah. So we and I were going back. By the way, it was his birthday yesterday. So just so you guys know, happy birthday. Um, yes, yes. And he goes, okay, so what we were going to, uh, I would love for us to talk about, you know, you can post your questions and this is going to draw some questions this morning. What, um, and George, I'd love you to be one of them. We're going to talk about interviewing um, one or two agents and how they planned their schedule and how it worked. And why was it important to stick to your schedule and not let distractions get in the way? Because, and then we're going to talk about a part-timer schedule versus a full-timer schedule. Because a lot of you on here are transitioning. Look at, if you're, if you're doing this as a side hustle and you may be listening to this sneaking on, hey, sometimes we have to do that, right? If you have longer hair, you could do that because you can put your, you know, put it in there. But, um, what you got to think about is um, what makes somebody successful and, and maybe just getting by versus somebody who's uber successful. What is the difference? It's in the schedule, first of all, because it starts with the schedule. So, George, since, you know, you and I were going back and forth yesterday, I would love to, you know, and I and 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 panelists feel free to ask George a question and put your hand up while we're interviewing him. Why don't you help me interview him, uh, if that's okay, of what are some of the things that he did and what was important. So George, and I love calling you G-Shock. I'm sorry. I can't even call you George anymore. It's, it's too hard. Sorry. It's ingrained no in problem. me. When you're Diane Lampy, or if y'all could call me whatever you want, okay? <laughs> Something comes to mind, you start a new nickname, you go for it, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you're so amazing. So I would love to talk about uh, what you just said there, because I think a lot of times people, uh, they are not sure what to do, how to do it. And we were talking back and forth a little bit that we... When we everybody got started, when we first got going, we just had our rhythm, we had our system, and we had everybody just doing the same thing. And so when when we were all doing the same thing, it was we moved faster because. Um, and I I equated it to a lot of times we say, yeah, just you know work around your schedule, do this or that, and it's almost like a cruise ship that you have the freestyle, just do what you want to do, and then sometimes things just don't get done because you're just doing what you want to do, and, and and you're maybe working on not the um, the the things that are going to move the needle. So could you share a little bit with that about your thoughts on your how you view your schedule? Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, when, when I was a rookie, that's what took me back. And, and I was thinking, I know a lot of people, they're just having sort of a hard time trying to figure some things out sometimes. And I'm going to tell you what, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, um, one of the agents that I was, you know, if I want to say growing up with, we started at the same time, they, they would come to me about every six months and just say, you know, gee, why, like, I'm trying to do stuff. I'm buying leads. I'm, you know, I'm almost doing everything you're doing, but why, why do you think you're having more success than we are? 
And I just, and they have their full-time jobs, right? They have their, their salaries and stuff. And I said, you know what? I own my sushi business. And I said, if I can do 20, because if I could do SEAL team, remember SEAL team 2020, if I could do that three months in a row, then I know it's not a fluke and I can quit my sushi business. And I had a real true desire to walk away from my sushi business, working six or seven days a week when you got a little seven-year-old daughter that you don't live with. We, you know, Her mom and I divorced when she was six or seven. When you have her every other weekend and on Wednesdays and you got people calling in and messing up your schedule because they want to be, they want a day off or something and you got to cover for them now. And you got to take your daughter back to her mom's house for a couple hours so you can go work. Believe me, it gets tiring real fast. You get tired of that stuff. And I said, look, I think the big thing is you guys are in a comfort zone because you know you're getting your little nice salary check and you're not really taking that, you know, you're 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 in a comfort zone, point blank. That's the problem. I really wanted to get out of the sushi business and I did it in 10 months. Um, and what it was was just following the system. And back then, you know, what Paul taught us was this. We recruited Monday Tuesday and Wednesday. And like they had a Dallas hotspot on Wednesdays, I believe, when we started. So they were recruiting on Monday and Tuesday, meeting on Wednesday. Dial day was Thursday. Okay. And this is how we were taught to dial. You respected your schedule. So everybody who is maybe you're a W2 employee right now, right? I've always been a boss. Thanks to my mom. I've always owned my own business. So I made schedules for people. You know, I was able to say, hey, John. This is your schedule for next week, you know, and guess what? John would come when I told him to come. He would leave when I told him to leave. If I need him to stay longer, he would stay longer because he was employed by me. Okay. And we've all heard that thing. You will work harder for someone else than you will for yourself. Guys, don't let that in when you're out the other. Let it like, like, let it hit you today with like a bat on the head. Like, let it hit you. You're, you're going to work harder for your 15, 20, $30 an hour job then you will for yourself. And you've got this beautiful, amazing opportunity, I think is priceless, right? Because guess what? If you really wanted to, if I really wanted to, I'm not, I'm nowhere near it. But if I want to make money like Diane Lampia and Fitz, I know I could, we have the same opportunity. It's just, am I going to work as hard as they did? Am I going to put in the effort they did? And we all have that same equal, you know, field to do so. And, and that's, what's amazing about this opportunity. But you got to really want to really is the thing. You got to look in the mirror and say, do you really want to do this? Because there's nothing separating you from someone else who's successful. Okay. But your schedule, when we dialed eight o'clock in the morning to 10 AM, I know that doesn't work now because we got the nine o'clock DCC call, but we dialed eight to 10 and there were no distractions. You had your coffee, you had your water bottle, you made sure you went to the restroom before you started dialing because we took it serious, you know? So we had our stack of leads whether it was 50 leads or 500 leads, but we wanted to dial as many as we could. And we would all post our numbers, not to brag, not to show off, but to say, hey, this is what I did so that the other people said, hey, G-Shock somehow got in $200 in two hours. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And we would all come to the office so they can watch us do it too. Um, and after COVID, we would you know do Zoom so they can actually watch us doing it. And what it is is, you're dialing, you're hanging up, you're dialing, you're hanging up, you're dialing. And on that third dial, I'm already flipping the lead if they don't answer. And I'm already ready to dial the next number as soon as I hit done. And we dial the next number because we want to get as many dials as we can in that two hour span. Okay. Now, some people, they said they would dial until they hit their 20 appointments. We did two hour blocks. So you just wouldn't get burnt out. Right. So we would do two hours of dialing, but you're razor focused. 
if you have kids and they stay home with you, you're home. I don't know what you're doing, but you got to find a way because now think again, if you had a job and your boss said, I'm sorry, you can't bring your kids to work. You had to figure it out. They either went to daycare or somebody, your mom or your sister or someone helped you with your kids. You have to figure it out and you got to respect your business in the same way if you want the results. Um, we had an agent on our team and she would say, if you treat your business like a hobby, expect hobby results. If you treat it like a professional, like you you need to do these things and you respect your schedule, then you know, you'll know you'll expect better results. And that's true, right? So when we dialed, there were no distractions. There were no restroom breaks. There were no water breaks. There were no coffee breaks. You can do that at 10 o'clock, right? Unless you have an emergency, right? You know, but we respected that dial time. Then you 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 either got with the team or you went and had lunch. And at one o'clock, we dialed again, whether it was one hour or two hours, you dialed again to see if you can get another five appointments in. Okay. And then you had your lunch break, right? And then we dialed again at 5 p.m. Five to eight. If you didn't have your 20 appointments, you went to nine o'clock. We stopped at nine. And that's what we did. And we respected our dial times. We would we would post how many dials we got in, how many contacts we made, and how many appointments we we set. Okay. And then Friday and Saturday were your running days. If I only had 10 appointments set, guess what? Friday morning, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna dial again from eight to nine, and nine central was our activity call. So then you got on the activity call. We didn't set appointments on the activity call. It was the weirdest thing in the world. If somebody did, someone said, oh, that was the only time they could see me. You know, at the time, Paul Roberts would say, look, try not to set appointments during TWC and during the uh, activity call. Respect those times for that's our that's the time that we get together as a whole and learn from, you know, Albright or whoever the the, the leader is that they talking. We wouldn't set appointments. If, if someone said that was the only time that they could meet me and I set the appointment at nine o'clock, it's the funniest thing in the world. It ended up being a no-show anyways. It was the weirdest thing. It was like God or the insurance God sending us a message saying, hey, listen to your upline, right? So, you know, Thursday and Friday now is the same thing. You're out in the field. It's game day. We have been preparing. We set appointments. We've been trying to get better every week. We've been recruiting. Now it's game day. If you got a no-show at 11 o'clock, you don't go to Chili's for happy hour and have lunch and, and get a margarita. You go out there and you door knock. And that's just what separates the people who are who are making the numbers and the people who aren't. Okay, They're the ones who are going to go, 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 go and understand it's two days out in the field that you go all out. And that's what we did back in 2017, 18, 19 and until COVID hit. Right. That was our schedule. And I think all these p panelists, they'll tell you the same thing, you know. That's what we did. You know, we we picked our two days that we want to run business. The day before that, we did our Dow day and we went out and we just we just killed it and we did whatever it took. If you're having a bad day, we didn't let it bother us. We know it's a numbers game. If we didn't if we had zero sales, we were probably going to do all 5000 AP the next day. But if you had 20 appointments, you're almost guaranteed 5000 AP submitted. You know, and and that's what I told people. I I just we had a recipe and as long as you stuck to it and you respected your schedule and you respected the days that you would run business, uh, it was like magic. It just it was it was consistent. It was like clockwork. You know, it was just like you going to work, punching in, putting in your 40 hours, punching out. You knew you're going to get paid your thousand bucks. Well, we knew do the system, do what it takes. You're going to submit your five thousand AP minimal every week. And, you know, that that's what we did. And it's, it's the ones who really 
stuck to the schedule, respected their schedule. You know, you, you can't let you, you just think if you have a job and something came up, oh, I had a flat tire. I guess I'm not going to go to work today. No, you had to get it fixed. Right. And you were probably in a rush. You're probably hoping roadside service would hurry up and get there because you don't want to show up to work late or or you change the tire yourself and you went to work and you, you have that attitude when you work for someone. And then when you when you work for yourself, you know, we feel we, that lazy bug hits us. Right. Oh, I'll just you know what? I'll doubt tomorrow. The funny thing is I did that one time. I said, I'll doubt Friday then. Right. And it's weird, but you feel off. You know, you just you just feel off. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But once you get your routine, guys, if you're like a well-oiled machine and you're producing and you're doing everything. And the minute you do, this is what happened is um, Christina Gustin from Florida told me she dialed on Saturdays to run Monday and Tuesday. I tried that one day because I was like, you know what? I would like to stay home on the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Right. And I tried doing that and it just it didn't work for me. I had, to, I had to go back to dial on Thursday and run Friday and Saturday. And, you know, you don't have those excuses of. Uh, oh, the kids got school tomorrow. We can't see you that late because I, 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 my latest appointment was at 10 p.m. and I ended up showing up at 11:30. I was running out of town. It was Saturday, um, and I was way behind. And I still went to the house. And guess what? I made the sale. And the cool, you want to hear the funny thing is, they were coming home from a family barbecue right when I pulled up at 11:30. They were like, "Holy cow, were you here waiting for us?" I was like, "No, I just pulled up." And I was like, "What the heck?" Because I was running out of distance. And that's what happens when you run out of distance. You do things you normally wouldn't do because you knew you drove four hours. You spent money on hotel. You spent money on gas. And you will get out of your comfort zone. So you don't have to do all that. But if you can respect your schedule and listen to your uplines, guys, all these panelists, like they said, they're here for a reason. They've gone through everything that you're about to go through. So what they're telling you is by experience, not by reading a book. We've all been through it. We all pretty much probably have the same script. We all have almost the same in-home presentation. The only thing that separates the people not making the numbers they want to make and the ones that are is just they're doing the do and they're doing it right. And they're following the system. Duplication. Living the light of day. Duplication. Association getting on this call. And edification. Edify your leaders because they're, they'll bend over backwards to help you if you're following the system. Trust me. Well, I'd love to unpack a few things of what you said there, George, because I thought it was awesome. Um, so now that we're back, now we're in 2023 and we have a luxury mm -hmm. of working from home. The danger is we have the luxury of working from home. Okay. And so what happens with that is I'd love to unpack that for somebody that's working 95% from home, how do they master their schedule and change it and keep it true? Because it's it's easier to get distracted, I think, because of what you said before, those of us remember that have been here for a minute, that a lot of times we would buy leads in a different area that was like an hour, three hours, four hours away, get in our vehicle drive there, set the appointments and work. And believe it or not, it was a different mindset because you were there and that's all you thought about. So all you were doing was if they weren't there, you were going to go to another house. You were going to door knock. You were going to make it happen. If you had to get more leads, whatever it was going to 
go because when you come home, you are going to have that five ten thousand dollars in premium that week. The danger zone is working from home all the time. So how do you how do you adjust for that? Um, is there another panelist that would like to share some wisdom there? Because I know Michelle, you're working mostly from home, and you've got a lot of things. You've got distractions. You've got different things going on as well. So how do you adjust to that schedule that you stay true to it? I was going to tell you about traveling, but I can talk about. Okay. Well, tell us about that too. (laughs) Um, When I first got started and for many years after I got started, I took trips every other weekend from Houston, Texas to Connecticut and wrote business Friday night, all day Saturday and possibly Sunday morning, but I was getting back on a plane to come home. My very first trip um, when I got started was seven hours, six hours away. It was north of Austin. So, and it was a, a little bitty county called Brownwood or I don't remember. It's like three cities there, but It was. That's how I did that. That is how I got started. That's how I developed those habits of just being super laser focused. Um, Now, in the virtual world, I run my business from my calendar. And like Diane says, um, she prints hers out. I'm I'm sitting at my desk and I have my reminders. They're, They're popping up. They're also popping up on my phone. I have, um, so it doesn't distract me, but I have it, the light set up on my phone. So it'll light up if someone calls or it'll light up if there's something on my calendar that's supposed to happen in the next 15 minutes. And so you can print out your calendar and then just check it off. And, you know, if you like on Outlook, it has basically reminders and I get to click them as I dismiss them. I click them off. So that helps me know what I'm getting done. If I don't get that done, I'll either move it to another um, preacher date on the calendar as a follow-up or if I finish what I'm doing, but there is another follow-up, I'll create another appointment on my calendar to follow up. So it's one thing at a time and it it is laser focused. Do one thing at a time. If I could tell you anything, Get that one thing done and then move, move to the next thing. Um, it, it's it's hard for me. I do have a lot of issues as far as trying to multitask, and that's not a good thing. And I've really gotten better at just doing that one thing at a time and moving to the next thing. And I, if there's anything I can tell you, that will help you. But create those lists. Create work for yourself. So you must get it done and then stay at your desk. <laughs> like what I mean. Really, like, you know, what George said and and what Diane is saying, what Fitz talks about is that we just have to get really good at taking one thing at a time and getting it done. You know, you can create the most five most important things that you need to get done that day. Like if your goal is 15 apps a week or five apps a week. Break it down. If it's five in one day, break it down. Or if it's one each day, but make sure you're true to your schedule and that you do respect your schedule. 
And I love the fact, I mean, I know we used to do um, in Georgia, let me say this before I call on you, uh, time blocks, you know? So if you have a time block that you say that you're going to dial, whatever it is, then dial. And if you don't have anybody to dial, then then you got to figure out that that's a different issue, right? And then how do I solve that? So either you don't have enough leads, you don't have enough people to talk to, you need to solve that. Don't have it on there. Well, I'm going to set 20 appointments today and I have five leads in my hand. That is that is impossible. It's not going to happen. So you have to be real. So, and I tell people, you know, either you have more time or you have more money, right? So if you don't have the money, then you get the other, get the $2 lead, but have something because if you have nothing, you're going to get nothing. And the reality is it's with anything in life. You got to have some inventory sitting there so that you could call them and then be the, um, if you're going to see people and you, you know, you have a tight budget and tight pocketbook. I know people, when they leave there, they go knock the door to the right knock the door to the left, knock the door across the street, knock that one there, knock that one there and just say, hey, I was just helping people in the uh, in the area. And I just, you know, thought maybe, you know, you might need, you know, anybody that might need, you need some life insurance. Hey, all they can do is say no. But what if you, but what if you hit that door like, oh my goodness, I was just thinking about it. It happens. So don't pigeonhole yourself into that right there in that time block, you can set 20 appointments a week, whether you're full-time or part-time, and you can change your income right now and you can change your results. That's why this is such an important conversation. George, did you have something you wanted to add to that? I see you put your hand down. Uh, yeah, just it, it's kind of basically kind of what you said is if someone's going to do this virtually from the you know from their home, they have to have a lot of leads. Okay. And then what we, you know, what I found out during COVID when we went virtually is I stopped trying to set appointments. I just called them. And if the husband and wife were both there, we did the appointment right then and there. So now you're going to have like more of an employee schedule where you're, you're dialing from eight to like probably 12, take an hour lunch break or whatever you want to take for lunch. And then you're back on it again. And one, like I said, once, Hey, you know, um, Hey, Diane, you know, is, you know, is Mr. Lampy home too? right now yeah he's okay great can you guys can you ask him to come sit next to you and put me on speaker you know and then if you can get him on zoom or on on whatever those different apps we use to get him on video if we could do that then we get him on video but um you know because you ask now that it's 2023 and if somebody wants to do this virtually um the appointment setting to me is is, is a little bit harder doing it virtually so once they answer the phone i want to just do the appointment right then and there so you do need a lot of leads. Fitz has um, internet leads that are at a good price. Um, you get them statewide or wherever you're licensed and you just go to work. Um, I think yesterday we heard um, Jake talk about, you know, you make some money on your warm market at the very beginning and you use that money to buy leads. And that's one thing that W2 people don't understand is, you know, you got to invest in your business. You know, you can't just ask for handouts or ask your upline to help you with leads. You got to take some ownership in your business because at the end of the day, we are all independent insurance agents, you know, and we're part of a great IMO where we have all the resources for you to learn everything you need to learn about every product or how to sell or how to make a, an appointment. 
that's what's amazing. But at the end of the day, you've got to take ownership and that money you make from those sales that your upline will help you, right? Whether your training or however you want to phrase the warm market sales, you turn that money and you go buy leads. And if you do the system, you got to create a cash making machine to sustain yourself in this business. Because if not, you'll make a couple grand. I mean, you could probably make up to 20,000 your first two months just by hitting up your warm market if you're good at it. But after that, if you're not getting referrals, if you're not buying leads, the biggest thing is we need to get in front of people. So you got to decide, are you going to be a referral machine and learn, you know, be the best referral person in the world? Or are you going to buy leads? And unfortunately, I've been a lead junkie <laughs> because I love them. You know, I'd rather sell to a stranger than to a friend or family any day. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is, guys. And some people think this business is too good to be true. Well, you got to work. You, you got to be. um what is it? You got to be um, disciplined. You got to be consistent and you can't be scared to invest in yourself or your business. Um, if you want to open a little food truck, you probably need 50,000 to start that up. You know, um, if you want to open any other kind of business, you need money. So you are your own business and the overhead really isn't that high. And I, I've been there. I've had two different businesses before I got into insurance business. And anybody else who's been a business owner will tell you it takes money to make money. And that's true in this business too. You got to either be amazing at referral or go door knock, forget the house to the left and right, door knock the whole neighborhood, you know, do what it takes, whatever it takes. Think about your family, you know, have a picture of your family on your phone. Say, I'm door knocking for these people on my phone right now because I'm going to go make money because there's people out there who are door knocking still. They door knock to sell life insurance, to sell funeral plans. If they can do it, we could do it. I love it. I hope you guys are getting a lot from this conversation because I think this could be a total game changer for everybody in here as, as we enter 2024 and we start right now with our schedules, we could change everything up. And, and, and I would say, you know, you've heard many of us say like on Mondays and Tuesdays, like what I was taught when I first got started, Mondays and Tuesdays, we would recruit because we were building teams. And then Wednesday, we would set appointments. That would be our dial day. And then we would do Thursday, Friday, and then any leftovers we would do on Saturday if we didn't hit our goals. And then we were done. And, and then what ended up happening is the compound effect took place, right? So let's say, well, they say to me, okay, Diane, but I'm part-time. What do I do? Well, what we used to do work with the part-timers is that, hey, if you have a Monday through Friday schedule, then you would call either on Thursday night or Friday night, and then you would, you know, run all day Saturday. That would be your run day. You know, you just have to figure it out because if you're not putting anything in and you're not putting a schedule, I promise you the results won't be there. It's not going to happen because you're not you're not seeing that vision. You got to see it first before it make you can make it happen. So you you see yourself, oh my gosh, I made a thousand dollars this week, or I made three thousand. You got to see it and then back into it. Bell, when you're speaking on that part time schedule, um, some people may know, some people may not, but that is how I started. I started being just able to be in the field on Saturdays. And so I would make my phone calls on Friday evening to book appointments for Saturday. And it was the commitment to not taking a single Saturday off. And I went from being a stay-home mom for nearly 12 years to working every single Saturday. 
And what G-Shock said, I love what he said. It's it's your commitment to your schedule, your discipline to your schedule. Because not only was that disruptive to me, that was disruptive to my whole family. I had kids at home. You know, I I was the go-to person because I was, quote, the stay-at-home mom that would fill in all the gaps for everything else. And then all of a sudden, I was out of, of play on Saturdays. And that was a culture shock. And I learned early, just like GSOC said, from our mentors, you have to commit and stick to your boundaries. Because if you don't respect your schedule, aka if you don't respect your boundaries, no one else will. So you have to train them to respect your boundaries. And it took some time, but eventually, not just family, but extended family, they're like, well, don't ask Belle if it's a Saturday because she's working. Because early on, I stuck to it. And and it wasn't always easy because it was nice being able to help those other. But I had a bigger vision at that point. I had a bigger goal of what I was trying to do. And so for the first six months, literally, I would make phone calls on Friday evening to run appointments on Saturday. My goal was to have, listen to this, y'all, eight appointments on a Saturday. (laughs) That was the goal. And sometimes I would have one. But I got up and left every day as if I had a full schedule because I would door knock because I only have one day and I had to do everything I could in that one day, whether it was door knocking, um, whether it was, you know, knocking the neighbor's houses, whether it was, you know, trying to make something happen. What can I make happen today? Because I don't get another shot till next week. And after a while, that compound effect started happening, um, building the skill for one, you know, that took some time doing activity and getting coaching, building the skill, but, but also the compound effect of the efforts, the reschedules, the follow-ups that started feeling it. And before I knew it, I would have those eight, nine, 10 appointments on a Saturday. And it was just filling up easier and easier, but it was because of the discipline in the beginning of setting that boundary and committing to it no matter what. It was just one day, no matter what, the sky falls on Saturday, I'm going to be at somebody else's house when it happens because I'm out running business. That's the way it worked for the first six months I was here. And so as a a living testimony to that you can make this work and you can make money doing that and you can build your skill doing that and you can build your confidence and build your ability to go full time with just that one day a week if you stick to it completely and get the coaching along the way. So um that's why I think part-timers have such a, a place in my heart because that was me. I understand the struggle. I know how it started. But you can build from that with the level of commitment put on on the front side. I love it because my nephew, Mike, that's how he started part time. And he just and he, you know, we made a we made a goal that he wasn't going to quit his full time job till he started making five thousand dollars a month. He was in medical sales. He was making more than that. But we knew when he did five thousand a month for two months, then that's proof that in right there that he could compound it because he was getting into a rhythm. And and now here he's, you know, national manager or regional manager up there, but he did not quit until that happened. And that was because he was he stuck to the schedule. And so what I would encourage everybody to do here today. So we're talking about it. So here's how you can trick yourself. 
because I, I do things by tricking myself. So I would say to, to myself, okay, if, if I was the boss, let's pretend you're the boss, just like G Shack was talking about. And I'm making a schedule for one of my employees that is in the insurance business and they're working this amount of time. What would their schedule be? And what would they do, you know, to make that happen? And pretend it's not even you, what you would want that person to do. And, and then look at it, right? And pretend that's not you. It's like you're making that schedule for somebody else. Take you out of the equation for a minute. I'm making this up as I go because I'm just telling you that when I say making it up, I'm making it up so you can do it. I trick myself all the time, by the way, by doing things like, oh, well, this is what I think that person should do. Oh, that's me. Okay, now I'll do it. So it's like you got to do something to trick yourself to move if you're not moving. And if you're not doing, because if, if you're, if you're brand new and you're saying, geez, I want to have the results that these guys had, they're telling you it, it's the schedule. It lies in the schedule. And if you just can say, I'm going to keep reviewing and adjusting that schedule. And it sounds like, oh my gosh, Diane, you really beat this up. Yeah. But if you really go and do it tonight and then have your growing upline look at it and say, this is what I came up with. Start with how many hours a week can you commit to doing this business? Number one, commit is a big word, devote. Commit, devote, whatever that is. Then what you're going to say is, I want to make X number of dollars a week. Maybe it's a thousand, maybe it's two thousand, maybe it's five thousand. I don't know what your number is. Okay. Are they in alignment? You know, I've had people say, I want to make $10,000 a week uh, working 10 hours. No, that's not going to happen. So, okay, so let's adjust our our um, number either way. Either you got to give me more time or you got to take that number down. Let's be real. I'm not going to tell somebody they're going to make that doing that because that's not right. I won't tell people that. Okay, so let's go back and get those two in alignment, and then figure it out, and then go back. I mean, we've got this panel, we'll look, and your leader will look at it and say, uh, no, that's, you know, let's adjust it here. And then the, the bigger thing is to review and adjust. Watch your numbers, write them down, have an inventory. And I guarantee you, this is a guarantee. If you do what these guys are saying, success is just around the corner. It's there waiting for you. We're not any, I mean, I, I can't speak for these guys, but I'm not anything special. But what I've been able to do are special things that other people aren't willing to commit to. It's the commitment factor that will separate you. That's it. There's nothing else. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org 
slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.